Welcome everybody to your daily dose of video game news at Pixels and Pines for Wednesday, April 26th, 2023. We have some wild stuff for you today, so let's talk about some of the quicker things first before we dive into that. First up, PlayStation Plus Essential Games for May 2023 were announced. Grid Legends, the latest addition to the racing video game genre that promises a high-octane experience with unpredictable motorsport, diverse racing options, and an immersive storyline that places players at the forefront of the action. Get ready to take center stage in this engaging racing narrative brought to life by a world-class cast, including the renowned Inkudi Gatwa, in a groundbreaking extended reality production. But beware, as players will encounter intense rivalries, political maneuvers, on-track drama, and the infamous Raven West Motorsport, all while being documented by a fly-on-the-wall film crew. Get ready to rev your engines and experience the thrill of the race in Grid Legends, the latest and greatest in racing video games. Next is Chivalry 2, a multiplayer first-person slasher game. Players are transported back to the ultimate medieval battlefield, inspired by epic movie battles of the era. This game promises to deliver an immersive experience with sprawling medieval environments ranging from tournament grounds to full-scale castle sieges, where players are thrust into the heart of a large-scale conflicts, reliving every iconic moment of the era. With four classes and 12 subclasses, each equipped with their own unique weapons and abilities, players can pick their preferred playstyle before charging headfirst into stunning 64-player cinematic battles. The game promises high-quality graphics with the PS5 version running at 4K at 60 frames per second. And last, Descenders 2. Players are thrown into the world of downhill biking, where they'll experience thrilling jumps, steep slopes, and intense hill bombs. This fast-paced game is easy to pick up, but difficult to master, with an in-depth physics system that lets you control every subtle movement of your rider. Procedurally generated levels means that every time you play, you'll encounter new challenges to overcome. As you progress, you'll earn special mutators, new bikes, and clothing options to allow you to customize your rider to your liking. Plus, with the ability to build your online rep system, you'll earn the recognition you deserve to work out which abilities work best for your writing style. Those are the games from May 2023. Also, don't forget you need to redeem April's games by May 1st or else you'll lose them. Next up, Tears of the Kingdom previews drop this morning. I've gathered a couple of thoughts from outlets who got a chance to preview Tears. First off, let's talk about what this preview wasn't. No new information about the story. There is no new information about the world itself. Everybody who previewed the game were demoed Link's new powers before being left on their own for about an hour. So, nothing really new to see here. If you've watched all of the trailers, the 10-minute gameplay demo, that's basically what this was. From what we've heard, it seems like Link's new powers make his Breath of the Wild abilities moot. Fusing weapons and fusing items to your shield open up way more possibilities. Enemies can also utilize fuse, so that makes encounters more dynamic and interesting. It does seem that fusing is limited, however. Jason Schreier, I believe, reported that you could only fuse two items. Ascending makes climbing in Breath of the Wild feel unnecessary. You'll be using it to swim up above ceilings to get to the top of like a mountain or something like that. People really loved Ultrahand, being able to create a vehicle to storm into battle or to make your way across a, a lake. People had a great time with that. Rewind abilities also make for interesting combat strategies. In one preview, we saw that, uh, you know, Bokoblins will send down a spike ball at you. Cast rewind on it. It rewinds back, blowing them up. Seems like it's going to be some fun stuff. 
I saw some comparisons that it they called it a fusion of Zelda and Minecraft, but I mean, that doesn't sound right. It could be that this game is a bit more sandboxed compared to even the original Breath of the Wild. Some people also called it chaotic and overwhelming. That's kind of understandable. They were kind of thrown into the game with all of the powers unlocked. So, you know, an hour to be able to uh, figure everything out seems like it would be chaotic. However, a large chunk of those who previewed the game also felt that the controls were kind of rough. You know, flipping and turning things, especially with the Ultra Hand ability, kind of seemed awkward. Although it doesn't appear that Link will get these abilities at the start of the game. I mean, I could see them being earned in a similar way to Breath of the Wild, where you have like maybe a starting area or they're, you know, they're gathered together over the course of a couple of hours. At the same time, though, you can kind of make the argument that if you're unable to get comfortable using these controls within a short period of time, it could be overwhelming for casual gamers. The journalist, like I said, only had about an hour with the game. The game world does seem bigger than Breath of the Wild, although I assume it's because of the verticality. Draw distance is large, and performance does seem to be rock solid with little to no frame drop, so that's always a positive. I mean, there is a rumor that Monolith did help with the game, and if that's the case, you can look at Xenoblade Chronicles 3 as a testament to just how technically proficient that entire team is. All in all, it feels to me that this game is just Breath of the Wild cranked up exponentially. That's fine. I loved and put over 100 hours into the original game. I still plan on placing just as many hours into Tears of the Kingdom. But if I'm being honest, I'm still a little bummed that we aren't getting a more traditional Zelda experience. I love the handcrafted and carefully curated experience of a traditional Zelda game. Finding areas I can't access without the proper tool that I'll learn later on. I love the dungeons, each having their own mechanic to learn and deal with. I mean, the Divine Beasts were a great bite-sized experience that I wish we could have had more of. I hope Tears can provide more long-form and structured experiences such as those that were in Breath of the Wild. But we'll see. I mean, I played Skyward Sword for the first time about a year ago, and I really forgot how much I really enjoyed that formula. That said, you know, the amount of videos with all the crazy and meme-worthy things players are going to discover in the game is also an exciting prospect. Speedrunners I know are going to have a field day with all of Link's new tools and do something crazy that even Nintendo didn't know was possible. Well, let's go ahead and get into the big story for today. Microsoft's merger with Activision Blizzard has been blocked in the UK. The Competition and Markets Authority, the CMA, has rejected Microsoft's proposed $68.7 billion deal to acquire Activision, citing concerns that the merger would stifle competition in the growing cloud gaming market. In February, the CMA published provisional findings stating that the merger could make Microsoft even stronger in the sector. The UK cloud gaming market is forecast to be worth up to 11 billion dollars, well, 11 billion euro globally, and 1 billion euro in the UK by 2026. Microsoft already accounts for an estimated 60 to 70 percent of the global cloud gaming services, owning Xbox, leading PC operating system, which is Windows, and a global cloud computing infrastructure, Azure and Xbox Cloud Gaming. The CMA says that the deal would give Microsoft control over important gaming content such as Call of Duty, Overwatch, and World of Warcraft, potentially making Activision's games exclusive to Microsoft's cloud gaming service. Microsoft submitted a proposal to address the concerns of the CMA, but it was found to be inadequate. The remedy did not sufficiently cover different cloud gaming service business models, and it was not open to providers who might wish to offer versions of games on PC operating systems other than Windows. 
The proposal would standardize the terms and conditions on which games are available, as opposed to them being determined by the dynamism and creativity of competition in the market. Given the remedy only applies to a defined set of Activision games, which can be streamed only in a defined set of cloud gaming services, provided they are purchased in a defined set of online stores, there are significant risks of disagreement and conflict between Microsoft and cloud gaming service providers, particularly over a 10-year period in a rapidly changing market. The CMA ultimately decided that preventing the merger would allow market forces to continue to operate and shape the development of cloud gaming without regulatory intervention. Woo! So the idea of taking games from competing platforms or that games on Microsoft's platform would be the superior version seems to be a red herring argument. Microsoft made a big show about extending all of these 10-year contracts to all of these companies. I believe one of the last agreements we heard about was from GeForce Now, which is NVIDIA's cloud gaming service. But to be fair, the big difference between this service is that it essentially allows for streaming games that you already own through other services. This would be less about competition with Microsoft and more about experiencing your game library remotely through a service such as Steam. Although, I don't know, are those two the same thing? Maybe. I assume that now since the merger has hit this huge roadblock that those contracts will basically be null and void anyway since Microsoft cannot legally offer Call of Duty. I can see Microsoft using this as a marketing tool to say, hey, UK blocked all of you from receiving potential Call of Duty titles. But, you know, in the end, it's Microsoft's combined ownership of Xbox, Windows, Azure, and the xCloud platform that caused the merger to fall apart. Microsoft really was laser-focused on ensuring that everyone was concerned about consoles in the hopes that the cloud aspect was seen as secondary. I mean, I know I completely ignored it. Although in the past, I have made comments on how Xbox is trying to recreate the Netflix model with video games by standing up their own platform. Although, I, to be fair, the biggest difference is that Netflix doesn't own most of their properties. They are licensed to Netflix, which is why your favorite series ends up leaving the platform. It's only really recently that Netflix has started to create their, their own series. It seems that the UK is afraid that Microsoft is big enough that it will buy its way into ensuring that no other streaming platform will be able to compete against its library with this acquisition. Microsoft will obviously be appealing this decision, but from what I'm hearing, it would be unprecedented if they actually get this ruling reversed. That said, Microsoft does seem hell-bent to close the deal even without approval from the FTC. Microsoft would still most likely lose the European market if successful, but I would bet that's still a positive outcome for them. Activision Blizzard, however, does have until July 18th to determine whether to walk away with $3 billion from Microsoft or to continue the fight with them in the hopes that the FTC, European and UK regulatory bodies approve the merger at a later date. This is not the last we've heard from this merger, and this is probably going to get tied up for the next few years. It's probably going to ramp up even more in the next few months as we get closer to that July 18th deadline. The FTC has a hearing set for August, which is obviously past that, that deadline. So July, we're probably going to have even more flurry of things happening with this acquisition once we get to that date. So we'll have to wait until then to see exactly what Microsoft is going to do, whether or not Activision Blizzard is going to walk away, whether Microsoft is going to have to pay $3 billion. Is Microsoft just going to drop everything now that the CMA has ruled against them? Will the FTC use the CMA's decision as an excuse to go ahead and block the merger here in the U.S.? We'll just have to wait and see. And that's going to do it for today's news on Wednesday, April 26th. 
What a crazy day, right? Don't forget to rate the podcast five stars and don't forget to drop a review for it. If you like the content of the visual variety, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash at pixels and pints. See you tomorrow for some more video game news.